a new beginning. Five will enter. One will be crowned. PWE's Wrestler of the Month. W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back from the great weekend that we just had, and we have a fantastic episode going on today. We're coming live from Poundtown, USA. We're going to be bringing on Gigi Jacobs. And then following that a little bit later, we're going to be talking to Eat My Treats co-owner Nathan Allen. But back to Poundtown, USA, Gigi Jacobs, the new American dream. How the hell are you doing, my man? Ew, I'm doing good. I'm doing real fine. Uh, just got home, did a little training earlier, uh, filmed a promo with my tag team partner. So living the dream. Dude, that's absolutely awesome. We're all big fans of yours. We've seen you at Flophouse a few times, and we can't wait to see you September, uh, September, in September for Flophouse's three-year anniversary show. Yeah. But, September 18th. September 18th. I'm yeah. pretty stoked about that show, because uh taking on Thunder Kitty. Yeah, dude, that's going to be a hell of a match. We're actually going to get into that a little bit later. But uh, we want to start out to where you actually found wrestling. I mean, was it when you were a kid growing up? Did you stumble across it on TV? Was it in the family? How, how did you find wrestling? Uh, so, like, I actually have a very fond memory of how I stumbled upon wrestling. Me and my best friend at the time, we were drinking milk through channels. And some cut this really cool promo and that's really all I remember I was hooked from there uh, and that was like my first memory of wrestling um, I was born in 1993 so probably like 1997 98, something like that I don't really I was but uh, I remember that pretty fondly re-watching like a hundred times Wrestlemania or that was a huge part of my childhood and I wrestler it wasn't until like a pandemic that like during quarantine um, I was like watching all these I used to weigh 300 pounds and I saw guys that were my size or larger uh, out there doing what I've always wanted to do and I was just like well they're out there doing it why why the hell can't I so I went to uh, Cody Hawk and started training with him uh, back in oh actually I think my year coming up with for So no. Hey, hey, Gigi, can you check your phone or your tablet that you're on that your speaker and your microphone isn't being obstructed because we're having a hard time hearing? Yes. How is that? That's better. All right. Uh. So yeah, no. Uh. 
started training with Cody back in September of 2021 or 2022. Yeah. So. Okay. So before we uh, got into training, who are some of your favorites growing up? Some of the, we, we heard you say, mentioned Macho Man at one point, And I do recall you saying WrestleMania 14. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. It was a big part of your childhood. Um, so what, what are some of the fa- your favorite guys that you were watching? Uh, so, like, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley. That's, like, my all-time favorite. Terry Funk. Uh, I'm actually wearing a Chainsaw Charlie t-shirt right now. Uh, my first introduction to Cactus Jack and Terry Funk was the dumpster match they had at WrestleMania 14. And it's one of the most badass matches, in my opinion. <laughs> but... Uh, since then, like, uh, like growing up, I really got into watching like old Japan stuff, like, uh, FMW and IWA with like Onita and Terry Funk and the exploding ring. Like those are like some of the most rad hardcore matches ever. (laughs) And just like, uh, Cactus Jack winning the IWA, uh, what was it? Uh, the, uh, the the king of the death matches at Kawasaki Stadium. That 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 his match with Terry Gordy in that, I was just like, oh, this is like uh, uh, assault. <laughs> like Terry Gordy's murdering him, but somehow he won. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> but, so yeah, was the, it? Your, would you say that the main thing that caught your eye about wrestling was you know Terry Funk kind of the same size as you, same thing as Mick Foley? Uh, were you kind of more relatable to them, or was it the stories behind it once you started watching wrestling that you uh, really started to fall in love with it, or was it the pageantry of the entrances? Really, it was the storytelling. Uh, I really dug how, like, uh, Harry Funk, Cactus Jack, and others uh, were able to cut these promos but also tell these stories in the ring where, like, they would call back... Uh, certain things i mean like the whole reason for the dumpster match was them getting tossed off a stadium in a dumpster like and that that was a pretty epic moment that was a pretty out of sight moment and they just created these very memorable moments and uh my one of the main reasons i got into wrestling is my grandfather told me like uh when i was very young i tell good stories uh and whatnot and that I should do it for a living and so I've just always been very drawn to like uh the 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 story aspect of the everything going on it's to me wrestling is just like the most physical form of theater like it's got everything literally (laughs) I actually couldn't agree with you more. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Is wrestling a form of theater? You know, I tend to see, I tend to hear every once in a while that people call it a Broadway. You know, so oh, that's yeah. to show you what people think actually about it. You know, going to storytelling. But I know you uh, touched base a little bit on it, but we're gonna have Gooch go with you uh, a little more in depth into your training there. Yeah. So transition transitioning to the ring. What actually made you decide to start your training? Uh, so like I said earlier, I don't know if you guys caught me. I know it was, a uh, fading out. Um, I was a much bigger man and it was during a uh, quarantine. I weighed like 300 pounds. And then, uh, I met Cody, Cody Hawk up in Hamilton, Ohio and, uh, started training. And, uh, that wasn't my first introduction. It was like two years prior. I, started training a little bit at uh, NWF with Roger Ruffin but I I broke my shoulder and there's actually like this giant bump now it took uh, like nine months to heal and I fell into like a big depression um, I think I actually like injured myself even more because after I did that I went home and took a bunch of acid and just started like rotating my arm a bunch and I'm like it's healing it's healing and my dad came home and he's like how you feeling and I was like I think I'm healing and he's like 
I need to get what you're on. <laughs> I was like, ah. But uh, it was like 2020, September of 2020. Uh, I started training with Cody, and it was like on and off. Uh, so it took about like nine nine months because I debuted December. Well, it took over a little year. No. Like I said, I'm fuzzy with dates and memory, but I know I had my first match in December of 21. And, uh, yeah, so I know it was September of, it was February. I met, I first met Cody in September with a friend of mine that I used to do a podcast with called Review Plex. It was very strange and weird. Uh, but uh we went and i started training with cody in february of 21 and then uh i like halfway through took a month and a half two months off and like just started fucking around like i just started taking people to pound town like literally like i I, like i i was using i'm an openly queer man so I was using Grinder, and like this is kind of like how I came up with the whole like Pound Town thing. Uh, I was doing this so much, using this app and hooking up with guys that uh, my roommate at the time got a championship made for me, uh, the mayor of Pound Town. And like you can go on my Facebook or wherever, and you can find the post. That, but uh, I came back and like had this whole like gimmick idea, and what I wanted to do, and. Uh, started like i already knew some of the fundamentals but we went over them again and uh by december i debuted in this uh rumble match uh and worked an angle with uh the guy jack vaughn but uh it, it was just seeing like i don't know during quarantine i did a bunch of acid and uh <laughs> was live tweeting like during uh, independent shows and stuff. And like, I got a bunch of followers because of that. Um, But I saw guys that were my size or bigger, larger. And I was just like, if this motherfucker can do a front roll, by God, I can. So I found Cody. And now I weigh like 170, 180, something like that. And uh, I'm the mayor of Pound Town. <laughs> so. so you come across Cody, you got your training in, you've had some mishaps, you're in and out of training. You finally make your debut. How did you exactly come up with the Gigi Jacobs persona and what inspirations or who inspired that persona? So, like, uh, the first name I wanted to use was Jack Divine, and I didn't because I was like, well, that'd be fucking dumb. I'd say, like, everything's divine, divine that, divine that, just using my fucking name. Because I have a clothing line or whatever called Dangerously Divine Apparel, um, which I put out, like, before I ever started wrestling, like, while I was training, I put out bootleg wrestling shirts, uh, the first one I did was um, the Tope Suicida and Stan Hansen jumping out onto Giant Baba. But I did like an Aja Kong and Bull Nakano shirt um, and like uh, a cocaine like fueled Macho Man shirt where it's <laughs> kind of based off the Primus album, but uh, <laughs> loosely based. Look at Macho Man. So I was like, fuck that name. And then uh, I have a tattoo of Gigi Allen uh, on my forearm. It's actually a matching tattoo with a former friend of mine. Uh, The only reason I have... It's not because I think Gigi Allen's an amazing person. He's a piece of shit. Uh, (laughs) He had some killer songs, but piece of shit. Uh, But one of his songs is don't talk to me and I would sing this and her kid would always fall asleep 
and like calm down if I would say don't talk to me and like so she would do it and like this kid now has I don't know digs Judy Allen on some subconscious level and we got matching tattoos but uh my real name is George so I was just like okay gorgeous George and uh Jacobs is my is my family name so I'm just really going by my real name that's my initials with an added G. So now before I pass things over to Jaybird, I got one more question. Let us know your thoughts and feelings about your upcoming match this September 18th at the three-year anniversary of Flophouse as Fuck against Thunder Kitty. Ew. Uh, I can't wait. I know there's going to be hard candies involved. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a ball. <laughs> going to be a sight to see i know i just i've always had like mad respect for thunder kitty uh, in training she came to fgw that's where i like regularly wrestle out of is fgw future great wrestling in hamilton uh it's on youtube and everything but uh she's been on there like a few times like last year and that's when i first met her and uh she always actually makes me uh smile big time because uh, she compliments me on my shorts. Apparently, I have very <laughs> cool shorts. So, I'm stoked. I'm going to take her to Pound Town regardless, but like. Damn straight. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> well, I know we're all excited to see that match, but I am going to toss it over to my buddy Jaybird here. Yo. So, I like to uh, pop up out of the ring sometimes. And um, ask you, like, do you got any hobbies outside of it? Uh, uh, I sell meat. Uh, I really just love wrestling. I have uh, my partner, uh, who I reference as my hot pot quite often. Um, I love spending time with them, uh, doing things like uh, I love going to, like, new bars and such just like new experiences i guess but uh i used to collect movies graphic novels and records like i'm a big movie nerd uh especially like horror films um my favorite genre of horror is giallo i love italian horror films (laughs) (laughs) but uh (laughs) I'm a big fan of music. I have a very eclectic taste in music. Like uh, driving home, I was listening to Paul Cawthron, who's a pretty rad country artist. But then the very next song is Charlie XCX. Like, uh, I'm just like all over the board. Um, I play some video games. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm a pretty laid back guy who just likes to groove. Keep it groovy. Righteous, righteous, <laughs> righteous. That's cool. So, can you speak Italian, or do you just read the subtitles? Uh, no, I, I read the subtitles or turn on the poorly dubbed uh, English. But what I do like to yell is "Paola Lola, Paola Lola." It's uh, me and my friend did a bunch of mushrooms uh, on <laughs> Christmas one year, and. Uh, <laughs> We were watching Sallow or 120 Days of Sodom. And it is a horrible film, but like there was a name in the subtitles. Paolola. And we would just scream that. Oh, it was, we were saying it wrong. I'm pretty sure. But, (laughs) and like, I don't know, Italian horror films, like the way they zoom in on the black gloved killer, like you just see hands is like creepy, creepy as fuck. And then like, for some reason, you know, some like handyman is like, you know what? I'm going to sor- solve this murder. Fuck it. I'm going to take it on just because I witnessed it. It's just like crazy to me. Like, if I witnessed a murder, I don't think I would take on the responsibility of solving it. <laughs> like, that's an incredible task. But yeah, I, I love them. I love how they're filmed. My favorite horror film of all time, though, like in film, well, my favorite horror film is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Love Toby Hooper. Love 
everything he did. Um, huge David Cronenberg fan too. Uh, my old handle on Twitter, like when I first started my Twitter account, Scanner81. That's because Scanners came out in 1981. And my favorite, it's like top five films for me. But all time favorite film, Big Trouble, Little China. I think it's the greatest film of all time. Uh, John Carpenter is quite possibly like one of the greatest directors of all time. Like uh, I actually went and saw that 40th anniversary of the thing in theaters. I know like it got reviews where people are saying the audio is shit and whatnot, but my showing was great. And I don't know. I felt maybe I've only seen the film like really intoxicated before, but like, this time I wasn't so intoxicated and there were scenes that well, I was like, I don't remember any of that. And now like <laughs> uh, my buddy who I went and saw it with, I got him a job as a butcher and we'll just like be dealing with these assholes. People will come up to us and be like, give me that. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you mean. Like, come on. Say you want ribs. What, what kind of ribs? Like, but uh, we'll deal with these people and in between it, we'll just be like, I'm better now, <laughs> which is what the doctor says uh, when he's trying to come back in, when he's clearly the thing. So, yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> nice. Well, since you're a butcher, what's uh, what's your favorite cut of meat? Uh, chicken. I really only eat chicken. Like, I don't eat pork. Uh, I rarely eat beef, actually. Uh because I uh, went when I started losing weight, um, I cut out uh, the first. So, like, if you're going to like switch to a certain lifestyle, like eating wise, you don't just jump in all at once. Like, I'm gonna be a raw vegan. Like, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> like to just go from eating meat one day to like not eating it the next. So I phased out meat to be a vegetarian. And then, like, I was a vegan for, like, a couple months, but mainly vegetarian. Um, and I first phased out by not eating pork and then not eating beef and then slowly phased out chicken. And for about a year, oh, oh, yeah, about a year, I was a vegetarian. And then uh, recently, I was just like, I need protein and I'm tired of eating, like, soy lentils and beyond beef so i'm eating chicken again and fish i became a pescatarian because i would eat fish so i was a pescatarian and uh so yeah uh chicken breast i will air fry it and then uh just eat the fuck out of it like i just made a bunch of barbecue chicken and ate the last of that recently but i was also like a cook for like 10 years so like I'll just make stupid shit. Cool. So um, you talked earlier about uh, you had your own clothing line for a second. It was dangerously, the divine apparel. Apparel. Yes, dangerously divine apparel. Uh, and it's spelled D I V I N E divine, not D E. Uh, it was uh, like uh. I'm a huge fan of John Waters and everything. And once again, I was doing a ton of acid and watching all these John <laughs> Waters. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, my life, dangerous, dangerously divine. Ew. <laughs> uh, I was just like, uh, when I was training and every, like, I follow, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of stash pages on, like they do a bunch of bootleg wrestling stuff um or matt biven of only god chills they do a lot of bootleg wrestling stuff but like the uh savage stash there were there's a bunch out there and uh they all like i was just like well these motherfuckers are just making cool shirts the shirts they they know will sell but like Regardless, they are fans that are making shirts. And I was just like, well, I want a shirt with Bull Meccano on it. So I reached out to uh, Alec Hugel, who did all those Jonesies shirts. 
did you guys ever see those? Yeah, yeah, I got the hood foot one. Yeah, so I reached out to that artist, and like you may have seen some of these shirts, like uh, Malcolm Monroe the Third. He wears my Aja Kong shirt in some of his death matches. I've seen photos of him where it's like a four panel red and white uh, Aja Kong shirt where Aja Kong is beating up Bull Nakano. Then I also put out a Bull Nakano shirt uh, with Bull Nakano beating up Aja Kong to commemorate their rivalry because uh, I was a big fan of it. So. But, like, uh, I just saw, like, Aiden Von England uh, came out as a trans man at that WrestleQueerdom show that uh, everyone's talking about lately. Uh, the shirt they were wearing, though, I just saw was my Bull Nakano shirt. And I was just like, ah, that's sick. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm actually going to put them back out uh, because I think... Uh, going to switch from uh, doing my wrestling shirts on that site to doing my bootleg stuff again and just going to Brain Buster Tees for my wrestling stuff. Nice. Smart. I like it. Split it up some. And then, last question before I send you back over to Brokowski. You got a hell of a mustache, man. Thing is crispy. Thank you. <laughs> When did you decide to let that thing grow out and become what it is? Oh, this was back in like uh, <laughs> when I was 21, 20. I've always wanted a thick mustache. Like I've been a huge fan of like uh, people like Burt Reynolds and uh, Daniel Day-Lewis and all, all these, even uh, Kurt Russell. All these men have great facial hair. Um, Elliot, uh, Sam Elliot, another guy. Uh, but it wasn't until I worked at this place called Cornish Pasty out in Arizona. It's one of my, probably my favorite job I've ever had. Uh, the people I worked with there, I only worked there for two years, but I made lifelong friends at this job. And, uh, there's this guy, Eric Guzman, and had the thickest mustache I've ever seen. Like, it's huge. Like, it was like a full comb. And I was like, mm, that's what I want. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just put a lot of thought into it. Like, I, every night I'd be like, grow, damn it. But uh, I also saw things where it was like, if you rub your face. So, like, whenever I'd get in the shower, I would wash my face. But, like, vigorously rub my face. And it's supposed to stimulate hair growth. I don't know if it's true, but I mean, I got a mustache. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're I, doing, man, it's working uh, for I you. I that for my beard. Like, uh, I need to fill up some holes. Yeah, nah, just rub your face. I actually, uh, that big beef, uh, Gnarls Garvin, I met him once at a show and uh, he complimented me on my uh, mutton chops and facial hair. And I was just like, he's like, how, how, how'd you grow it out? And I'm like, you got to rub your face. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole conversation about it. Like, uh, I'm just going to tell you what I did. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And uh, also, congratulations on losing all that weight, man. That's pretty awesome. But I'm going right. to go ahead and send you back over to Brokowski yeah. here. Hey, Big Cass, did you have something? Oh, yeah, I wanted two things before, you know, we let him go here. <clears throat> you said... Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one of your favorite films, and we know there's been many versions of it. Is there any one of those versions that you absolutely hate and wish that was never made? Honestly, one of the main re so Texas Chainsaw Massacre is also my favorite horror franchise, and it's because of how zany and like how fucked up the franchise is. I think every single film is a great standalone horror film even third generation i think is fucking weird the dude twisting his nipples and shit with the, the chain like that's, that's memories uh i mean like i love bad horror films though and i think it's partly because of acid uh because acid will make anything a great film and like point in case is like there's a film called Hellmaster. 
And I used to collect films and sometimes I wouldn't even watch a film. Uh, I would just buy it because I was really drawn to cover art. And so I'd follow brands like Aero Video and uh, Vinegar Syndrome. And Vinegar Syndrome put out this movie, Hellmaster. I'm like, cool, this looks cool. They were running a sale, so I bought it. Great film, aesthetically. But acting and like story-wise, horrible. I'm like, this movie needs to be remade. But that. Like, I'll watch that movie a thousand times. I love it. Horrible. I, you know, I just thought to ask being a movie buff, and like we said, there's so many remakes and adaptations of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember there was the one that had what Matthew McConaughey with like a robot leg or something like that. That was <laughs> that, that one threw me off, really. And yeah. then you know the second the second thing we had a talk at the you know the last flop house we were at we all hanging out and we had a talk before the show and you had brought up the nation of sanitation ah. and between between us we we cannot stop talking about that we've literally wrote storylines for the nation of sanitation in our head so <laughs> we all just I, it's more not a question it's please one day if you're ever going to do something do the nation of sanitation for these fans. Ah. That would be pretty fun. I even have entrance music custom made where it sounds just like Nation of Domination, but it's Nation of Sanitation. It's pretty great. Uh, that's a good idea. It, it would be a it would be a fun faction to have at like a, a deathmatch company. You know, <laughs> there's got to be a reason. There's there's got to be a reason why the Nation of Sanitation is there, and why not to you know come out there and handle these these guys that are getting dirty and bloody. You can't be doing that. You got to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be great. I've actually uh I'm a big fan of death matches uh and that's something I strive to do. Uh that's something I hope to do one day. Uh just the past Friday I took a pretty crazy bump. It was fine, but it was pretty fucking rad. Uh Kyle driver through a door to the outside. That's like pretty bad outs. That's bad You will look cutty and dude was a rhino. <laughs> but yeah, I'm walking. I want to do more. And I plan on it. If you could pick a uh, death match to do right now with somebody, who would you pick? I don't know, honestly. I like uh, uh, maybe Carver because that dude supporter has supported my uh, clothing brand since inception. So just like, hey, let's fight. <laughs> you guys would make a great horror shit show. That would be a <laughs> fucking awesome match, you two. That would be sweet, especially you being the horror fanatic, too, on top of it. And Pound Town USA versus the Murderer Carver. Like, oh, what the fuck? That would be so awesome. Storytelling would be fantastic in that. Yeah, I've always been a fan of him and uh, really love his, like, his whole gimmick. I, I love everything about him. And, like, I've always thought about, like, uh, when I was getting into wrestling about doing like some horror shtick, but I don't know. I'm pretty much, my whole gimmick is me just to the umpteenth degree. It's like me unfiltered and like really. We love it. We love it. Yes. I think a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you guys know of him, but his name's Sean Casey. And, uh, we were in the ring rolling around wrestling on FGW and he did some heel dickish shit to me and I just got real upset and stripped off my overalls and told him, sexy man, you get over here and you touch me hard and I mean, <laughs> and stomp my foot. And I don't think he really expected that. I don't think he's really ever watched anything I've done. And uh, it was a real, like I saw him get all wide eyed, like what the fuck? <laughs> That's the shit that we love about you. Like, absolutely love that shit. I mean, the first time you came out and was like, I'm taking you to Pound Town, USA. <laughs> yeah! Like, I loved it. It had me right there. 
it's just uh i'm from like the west coast i was born in ohio but i was raised out in arizona but like i'm a traveler i'm transient and just the whole pound town gimmick is is that it's uh it's all over (laughs) it's where i want it to be (laughs) so where can all the people find you on social media to find out where you're going to be wrestling next what's coming up for you uh so twitter instagram and facebook is at gg jacobs 69 uh i also uh, me and my tag team the bosom buddies uh we have a uh twitter handle called at bosom buddies fgw uh, that's if anyone wants to book a tag team with me and my tag team partner. Uh, he's an older gentleman, but he's pretty rad MVP. Uh, it's very, uh, it's a, we're an odd couple because <laughs> I'm very open and he's a very, he's like a Hamilton hillbilly, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just that GG Jacobs uh, 69. What about shows coming up where people can see you? Uh, well, every Friday, for the most part, I'm in Hamilton, Ohio at 190 North Brookwood Avenue for Future Great Wrestling. And if you follow them on uh, YouTube, it's just Future Great Wrestling. You'll find them. Uh, we put out a weekly show actually tomorrow night. Wait, no. Wednesday night. I'm just going to say that. At 7 p.m. will be FGW uh, We Got Heat, uh, which is where I take that crazy pile driver spot. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> but uh, it's like uh, we put out a weekly show, um, and yeah, we do that. And then September 18th, I am going to be doing Flop House as well as um, Cincy Wrestling. I'm doing a double shot that day. And uh, I'm working on getting some dates out in Las Vegas right now, like Las Vegas uh, kind of area. So, yeah, I'm hoping to return to Michigan here very soon as well, but we'll see what happens. No, one thing's for sure, we'll be down there September 18th to watch you take Kitty to Pound Town. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Under Kitty, (laughs) we're going to dance. We uh... (laughs) are. We greatly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day, you know, being the mayor and all down there and uh, hanging out with us, talking to us for a couple of minutes. And thank you so much for coming on, man. We greatly appreciate it. We can't wait to have you on uh, probably a couple more months down the uh, down the line here when when your mayor candidacy is over and you're the president. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see about being president. I don't know. It's good to be mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you for having me. No, this was very awesome. Uh, I don't get to be this candid as often as I'd like, but uh, kind of lets you guys know side of me that uh, not many people get to know out there in the ring or in promos. So thanks for giving me the platform. No, thank you. The pleasure is ours. We greatly appreciate you. Rock Have a great day, my man. Thank you so much. See you later, alligators. (laughs) (laughs) GG, everybody. I love that dude. I absolutely love that guy. I can't wait to see him again on the 18th. Now, that guy's awesome. That guy was. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, It's great. It's great. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, hear a word from our sponsors before we have on our next guest from Eat My Treats. For everything Pro Wrestling Edge and Talking Sports with PWE, you can find us on social media at PWE Pod and at our website, PWEPod.com. You can also find a link on our website to our Brain Buster Tea store as well. Um, so check us out there. For Edge of the Mind Podcast, find us on the Facebook group page, Edge of the Mind Podcast by PWE and Edge of the Mind Pod on Instagram. Episodes will be back soon for talking sports and in September for edge of the mind. Um, and we couldn't do this without our sponsors and partners, Bruce psychedelics, find them on Facebook and Instagram at Bruce psychedelics 
Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Find them on Instagram and Facebook at Whirlwind Productions DET. Also, Whirlwind Productions DET at gmail.com if you're looking for any um, podcast production or voiceover work. You can find them there. Um, also, um, Brain Jerk Entertainment. Uh, they do fantastic things. We do a lot of things with them. Big Cas, everyone knows, was just part of the eating competition for Eat My Treats, the uh, big box. Um, so check them out at brainjerk.com for all their content. You can find them at Brain Jerk Entertainment on all social media platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok is where you can find them. Um, they're also on Twitch as well. They do a lot of live streaming on uh, Facebook, Twitch, and and uh, YouTube. Um, Ronnie at Jake with photography. If you need any type of photography work, you can reach out to Ronnie. Um, he's on Facebook and TikTok at Jake with photography, J A Q U I S Ronnie Jaquist on Instagram and trying to build that Twitter. So go to horror underscore style on Twitter. And that's where you can find him there. He's transitioned that completely over from wrestling to his photography. So check him out. Also friend of the podcast, wake and bake with Schwartzy on Twitch Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Check him out. Um, he's always up to some bullshit. So ch- uh, check him out on uh, Twitch. I think that's it. All right. All right, man. I'm excited to have our next guest on because I'm already starving. That's why I'm making big guys do the segment because I'm already hungry. I can't. They, these guys are already at, on the job right now taking time out to come with us but nate the co-owner is going to be joining us from eat my treats you can find them at 18618 eureka road in southgate and that's in between allen road and dicks toledo it's real simple to find great place to be at and i think we're being joined by them right now nate how you doing what's going on guys oh whoa 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 my bad my bad what's going on guys how you doing oh we're doing great Go ahead, Big Yep, I'm going to take this right off. Uh, How about you guys introduce yourself? I know you guys are both co-owners. You both invested in this Eat My Treats, and you guys just started about four months ago. So kind of uh, introduce yourself and tell us what led to creating this masterpiece you guys have started here. So uh, me and Nate, we've been friends for probably like five years, and uh, we we came upon this – it was almost a gold mine, you know, and we decided just to take advantage of the opportunity and try to make some of it. Yeah, we uh, we we had a little spot before together, and uh, we we had sold it, so we wanted to come back together and uh, just bring the people a little something different than we did the last time, and uh, it seems to be working out so far. Yeah, to have something like what you guys have there, I've I've done the big box challenge twice, you know. Uh, one yeah. very unsuccessful uh, attempt solo, and then I did it as a team. <laughs> and that's how I was thing. introduced to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this next one, me and Brokowski, we're, we're teaming up for this next one. No sour cream. We've already decided. <laughs> <You know>? But <laughs> uh, And I've been in and I've tried uh, a couple burgers. I've had some of the chicken and some of the desserts. Does that come from, is that all you two just putting stuff together, or is that – you guys worked at many restaurants and you kind of pull things from what you've done before and just made things your own. It's a little bit of uh, everything, you know, a lot of it is just things that we've tried throughout the, you know, years, like you said, working at the restaurant. And, uh, uh, some of it is just stuff that we're just came up just hanging out, you know, Hey, this sounds good. And then we try it. And it turns out to be good. So, you know, yeah, we do that daily. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Every time we're in the kitchen, we're coming up with something different. <laughs> and now, when I've looked over your menu, you guys have pretty much, uh, like, specific menu items for the people that work in your restaurant. Now, is that for a reason? It's because they really like it, or is that something they have came up with themselves? Uh, I think it's it, it was, like, a little bit of a mixture of both. Um, we wanted to brand it, though, like, where – you know, people know who the owners are, uh, and it and it gives a, a little flair to the menu as well, where it's not just like 
a bacon cheeseburger, American cheeseburger. You know, I gave a little bit of a, a, a little flair to the menu for sure. Some people come in and like ask for those specific items, you know, like he has people that are, that are supporters of him. So they come eat his burger just because it's the Cowboy Steve burger. Plus, mm-hmm. I always wanted a burger named after myself. So <laughs> I thought that was cool. And, you know, that was the first burger that I had besides the, the fries. I came in there and I got the Cowboy Steve burger. I, I love that. I love the, the bacon, the barbecue sauce, the onion ring. That's top notch right there. So yeah, and then sure. you guys do burgers. You guys do chicken, uh, not only on sandwiches, but you did it in wraps also, right, too? You guys offer uh, options like that? Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, so we, you could put a burger in a wrap, too, if you really wanted to. We don't really get that request very often. But, uh, yeah, we do chicken wraps. We do uh, chicken sandwiches, burgers, loaded fries. Uh, the big box is our biggest thing. You know, uh, we, we want to sell as many big boxes as we can, you know? Uh, yeah. As many as we can get out the door. Now let's let's talk a little bit about this big box. Where did this idea spring? Like, was it a staple when you guys decided four months ago we're going to put this restaurant in there and this is going to be – what we're known for or was that something that kind of developed like hey, food challenges seem to be the kind of the thing well we we had to close down for six weeks because uh issues with where we were at uh, when we came back we wanted to do something big you know to kind of you know make ourselves known so we we introduced the big box and then we came up with the big box challenge shortly after and it kind of just took off from there now, do you know how many competitors have faced this big box challenge in total? Um, I want to say with you guys losing too, uh, <laughs> probably like uh, 30 or so, I would say, something like that all together. <laughs> and you yeah, guys only had – Yep, two winners. Only only had two winners, huh? Yeah. You know what? We might as well give those guys credit. You know, if you want to shout those guys out on, if you know, the one was a professional eater, correct? Yeah, yeah. I believe that they both were. Uh, the second guy uh, didn't say he was, but he finished faster than the professional eater. So uh, let's just say he's a professional eater. <laughs> Not he didn't make yeah, his name, but the first guy was a uh, was Nathan Klein. He's from Michigan. Uh, he has a YouTube okay. channel as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually was in there the day that the the second the. The second guy that beat it was oh, wrapping yeah, it up. Oh, yeah, that day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I came in, and uh, I got some food, and you guys helped me shoot that promo for the eating contest that I oh, failed yeah, at. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, with that eating contest, you guys actually went out and um, were entered in Power 105.1, the Bounces uh, Metro Detroit Best Carryout Contest, right? Yes, sir, and uh, we won. Thanks to all our people that support us. Yeah, yeah it was definitely got, got us all the votes that we needed. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, it was definitely a big thing for us. Uh, we ended up winning a fifteen thousand dollars marketing budget. Uh, it's definitely going to help us uh, promote the business very well. They're airing ads for us now as we speak, um, and uh, we're getting ready to throw a big event because of it. Um, August nineteenth here at the store. So. Uh, if you know you guys definitely come check that out as well it'll be a good time for sure a lot of stuff for the kids to do there'll be a bounce house snow cone machines uh that type of stuff yeah follow us on facebook for sure that's like the best place to get all the uh get all the info right there you know my treats yeah and i've seen that and you guys like there you guys one of your sponsors is a, a a mattress store and they're having a mattress throwing contest Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I might have to come just because so I could do your guys's contest. I'm gonna eat your fries. I'm gonna throw your mattresses. Little you know, I I used to do you know move furniture for a big big store brand. You know, so I could oh, okay. I could probably handle these mattresses. Yeah, you can throw the mattresses for that one. I might <laughs> yeah, be able to. <laughs> so how are you gonna throw it over your head or you know you know, shop put it? You know, it's it's. I'd have to I'd have to think about that one. And I can't give out my secrets, you know. <laughs> all right, all right. You know? What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna It'll run be in up a plastic trip. though, so that'll help. It'll be in they a got plastic. the plastic on it? Yes. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. I, I got this. They're gonna might... give that better way as, as the prize. <laughs> yeah, that's the prize. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bed they toss I, got, I, the I think I got something in mind right here that I, I you know my technique might be useful to that one. Yeah, you just so, one hand that thing and grab the back and launch that thing. 
I used to work in furniture too for a while. I know how to hold that. <laughs> so you have this big event. You guys gotten quite a few sponsors to help you with this. You're putting on stuff for the kids. You're doing giveaways. Um, what's next for Eat My Treats? Hmm. <laughs> That's a possibly good... another location in Monroe. Hey. We are yeah. definitely looking at more locations. That's what we that's what we want to be next. More locations, a truck, uh, something of that nature. For sure. We want to expand. Definitely. That's gotta be the goal, right? If it's not, what are we doing here? Yeah, what's what's it for? And I love that goal. You know, and I'm gonna go a little off track here since I got you boys here. And you both showed up a couple Thursdays ago to come and enjoy. We're a wrestling podcast, so of course we're gonna talk a little wrestling. Right. You guys I came out. Wrestling. You came out to Monroe. You came to IWR. Uh, I've been telling you guys get to a show, and boom, you guys were there. Now, this was more of a calmer show than what we've talked about, but what did you guys think as a whole as an independent wrestling show and compared to what you see on TV? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a good time, honestly. Uh, I thought they were, they were really interactive with the crowd, uh, so I thought that's awesome. You know, uh, a lot of stuff you see on TV is – obviously for glitz and glamour. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's cool when you got younger kids like that in there um, and you're interacting with them. That's stuff that they'll probably remember forever, you know? So I, I personally thought it was a great time. I know he enjoyed it. Uh, that's his thing. You know, he, he loved it. So that was a good time. <laughs> I'll let him speak on that a little because I know he loved that. Yeah. Hey, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about your, your love for wrestling. When did it start? Were you a kid? That would, did it always just stick with you? I've been doing elbow drops off the table on my brother since I was two years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy Savage style. <laughs> yeah. Was Randy Savage one of your favorites? Who did you watch besides, like, uh, you're, you're a little bit younger than, than me, not too much. So, you, you remember the, the Monday Night Wars and stuff? Oh, yeah. I was, uh, I'm, I'm going to be 35 in two weeks. So, I, I was there. I've seen it all. I, love, mm -hmm. uh, I really like Shawn Michaels, uh, Stone Cold. Um, I hated Bret Hart. Shout out Stone Cold. <laughs> no, you're not alone in this group, bro. You're not alone here, man. You're Shout out our boy Rhino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys, you know, and he didn't compete that night, but that's a, a promotion that he's very involved with. Rhino's there. I know he was there and making an appearance, but he didn't get in the ring, but – like, you guys got to see, you know, PCO from Impact take on our friend, the Dread King Logan. That had, that's that business went down right in front of us, too. That yeah, I got some good world. videos of that, too, man. Some really good shots, for sure. It was awesome. Yeah. I, when he got through over the rail over there by the by the crowd, he was literally like an inch away from kicking me in my face. It was great <laughs> stuff. It was great stuff. <laughs> so, you know, we're glad to have you guys come out there. We were even happier to actually get you on the show to help promote because i know i you know i love the food i'm coming back me and brokowski we're gonna be there for this uh tag team and i think we're gonna be kind of serious expect something different than uh the last one all right okay all right when, when, is, <laughs> when is this one when is this uh you know we're, we're talking to ryan right now and i think he's shooting for like a labor day weekend or a sunday or something like that like okay. we had talked about at iwr so nice, nice they're getting it all wrapped up together and i'm sure they'll be in contact okay fantastic Dude, i know so, you guys are probably gonna see me soon for that uh fruity preblos cheesecake chimichanga thing yes you guys sir man. that thing sounds fucking amazing and looks yeah. delicious yeah, on your great. facebook page <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta try the elephant ear nachos that that's <laughs> the one i was thinking of yeah man that sounds Freaking fantastic, dude. Oh, man, they're, they're awesome. How did nobody else think of that? You guys are geniuses thinking about <laughs> I, All man. the credit goes to the cowboy here, man. He came up with that one. That's <laughs> good, man. Yeah, yeah. It just takes a lot of time, you know, getting high, you know, just <laughs> thinking, of, thinking of stuff that I would like to eat. Yeah. Per, uh, you get an idea per dad. <laughs> just, you just got to remember to write it down so you remember later what you well, what you do with it is that's on that's on you <laughs> there you go there you go that's awesome well we we absolutely love you guys one more time for the listeners let them know where they can find eat my treats on social media give you guys let them know where you're located at and uh anything any last words you want to say 
Absolutely. So uh, we're, we're uh, located at 18618 Eureka Road in Southgate, Michigan. Uh, if you're familiar with the area, we're right across the street from ABC Warehouse. Um, you can call us at 734-444-7814. My bad. Had a little brain fart there. Um, and then uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, all of them are Eat My Treats. And thank you guys. I want to say thank you guys for letting us be on here too as well. Uh, you know, any exposure is good exposure for sure. So uh, we appreciate you guys taking the time to let us be on here. And thank you guys. Yeah, you know what? We love your food. And I'm definitely – you guys had that Nashville hot chicken I seen you posted. So, of course, yeah. man, you guys keep coming up with stuff. And I'm going to keep coming and trying it. My and man, thank you. The 19th, I'm going to come toss some mattresses. And one lucky winner awesome. could take that home. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you guys come out. Definitely check us out. For sure, there'll be a lot going on that day. It'll be a good day for sure. And that's August 19th, located yep, at yep. your guys' location? At, at our location. Yes, sir. It's uh, 12 to 7 p.m. All right, you guys heard it. Get out to eat my treats. I want to say thank you, a, uh, Not to cut you off, too, we got a women's eating competition that day that's going to be going on. As well as the yes. mattress coming competition. Yep, yep. And it is a much smaller box, though, right? You guys make yes, it a smaller yes. box. Yep, it's our standard version of uh, fries. So should be a good time. Okay. Someone should finish it pretty quick, hopefully. Get out there, August 19th. This event sounds like it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks. Thank you, Eat My Treats. I'm glad you guys are there. We'll be there to see you. And uh, thanks again, guys. Hope Have you had a great night. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I was hungry before we started. Now I'm just drooling over here now after talking about all that food, man. I can't I can't wait to get back out there and get some more food. Yeah. I, and I, if they get a Monroe location, oh, man, I'm a, my Hawaiian diet's going to go out the window. I'm just going to be balking <laughs> off on these fries. You know, I had a chance to talk to him at the eating competition. Uh I talked pretty in depth with them and, and they're just, they're awesome guys and they're so passionate about what they're doing. So if, if you're anywhere near the Downriver area or, or you're going to be in that area for something, stop by, say hi, tell them pro wrestling edge sent you and try some of that food. Yeah. That, that, uh, that, uh, yeah, everything, everything they keep putting stuff out on Facebook, follow them there, but dude, the stuff they're putting out on there is, is it's it's not making some it's not making a fat guy that's trying to diet um, <laughs> want to stick to that diet. I'll tell you that for sure. And like I said, you know, I did. I was asked to join the Brain Jerk team the first time I tried this box and the the big box eating challenge, and we demolished it with four of us. Boy, did I go in there way overconfident for this one by myself, and. Well, it's, well, like we said last so, time, it's so you, good though that you had a plan. It just it wasn't the right plan, but you, you did just came back up. Yeah, I mean, you had a plan. You 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 know you you researched how to expand your stomach, and, and you had a plan. It just wasn't the right plan. So I mean, I I said before, like I would, I would have never been able to do that <laughs> at all. So I mean, hats off to you for devising a plan and sticking to it even though clearly it wasn't working for you but you stuck to it as long as you could redemption i'm coming back for redemption I got, my, I got my brokowski with me on this one we're coming in like a tornado and we're going out the w all i know is big kez needs to bring me home one of those cinnamon toast crunch cheesecake empanadas man oh my gosh Dude, that for real, man, so like, good. if you just look at their menu, it's nuts. Everything's delicious. They got, a, they got like, they're super gremlin. It's like pepper jack, jalapenos, a spicy ranch. Oh. Jordan, have you had been it. there yet? I had no, it. I have not. But we I, are, I, we after they that dropped f- that elephant ear one, man, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm about to go there just for that dessert. We elephant ear covered in deliciousness. You and I aren't that far from there. What's our excuse? I don't know why we haven't been there. Even I'm like, to save money. even if you, <laughs> right. you can't do the big box, they have a build your own fries. That's still a, I mean, you heard it. They're using it for their women's eating competition. They're normal build your own fries, you know, and 
you could even get the big box for a party, man. End of summer's coming up. Order a big box just to share with the crew, man. That thing's perfect. People just get plates, fucking scoop it on, all those toppings. Yeah, it's perfect for like an appetizer or even a dinner. The massive well, size of it. Hats hats off to these guys. They brought an extra one to the eating competition that everyone there in the Brain Jerk Studios got to um got to eat on. So yeah. Yeah, they got the sample. Yeah. If, even at the you know, the the Juneteenth celebration on Father's Day that they had. They they went, they cooked the food and they brought it back, but then they also bought brought a whole box of sliders to hand out to the crowd that was there. Nice. That's awesome. Speaking of awesome, before we go, we gotta get uh one we gotta find out one more thing. Big Cass had a pretty big big weekend this weekend as he was ring announcing for Big Ben's comic show that was going on at the Allen Park Fair, uh, street fair this past weekend, and it was quite a bigger crowd than what he had at <laughs> the block party. So I definitely want to know how it went for you, man, because it looked like it went fantastic. It, you know, it took me like a like couple seconds just to get over the nerves. Once I initially looked up and actually seen like the crowd filling in at the start of the show, and you just see that many people out there, like it, it kind of took me back for a second. I just composed myself and went with it. My voice only cracked one time. But I will tell you, I, I wasn't able to be at either one of the events, but I, I've seen, thanks to Hard Cam Frio, if you don't get to independent wrestling shows, you would not have a clue what's going on. But I, I've got to see a lot of the matches from, I've, I've got to see all the matches from the, bin, um, uh, the, uh, the street fair one, and I've seen quite a few of them from the block party and, and you, you definitely was more yourself at the street fair. You, you seem to be a little more comfortable doing it than you were the first time out. So yeah, I really enjoyed what you did at the uh, street fair. You, you did a good job. I had a lot of fun doing that. That was a, uh, it was a very long day. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Very, very long. long. And you got to see I got, some people that you'd normally don't see when you go to shows. Some yeah, you know. Yep. So. You know, like uh, Sheepy and Billy Ray Daniels, I told them both. I was like, we don't see you a whole lot around where we go. And, you know, I got to see them fight each other. Mark Ross. I like uh, them. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I don't think Tyga. I've ever seen Mark Ross. I've seen Mark Ross at XI, and then I know he's the champion at FU Wrestling. So he's Did there. Did you say Tiger Mask was there too? The Great Tiger. The Great Tiger. Tiger Tiger. Tiger Tiger. Yeah. The the crowd seemed, you know, for it was the 40th annual in Allen Park Street Fair. And like I said, I got there at 11 o'clock in the morning. The show started at 6. And then I left shortly after, you know, everything got put away and broken down. But, uh, the crowd just fucking came out of nowhere and not a lot of them are wrestling fans. There was a few that showed up specifically for the wrestling, but these people like, and they were loving it. They were eating it up. And you know, big Ben's comic way pretty cool. That was a cool ass comic store. One of the best, one of the best in the state of Michigan. Honestly, I used to work in Allen park and I had a buddy that is why our, me and his relationship started because of wrestling and and he would go on almost every lunch break to see what new wrestling figures that they had they have they definitely have uh, you know a, quite the selection of not just wrestling figures like any dc marvel character disney character it seemed like they had stuff from Big horror Star Wars collection they Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah, new stuff and old stuff. They got it Legos. all. Legos, yeah, dude. They literally yeah. had everything. Yeah, Funko Pops, the whole nine yards. They're pretty good on keeping up on when new uh, comics drop. They usually have the new ones. And the yeah, old there was got a lot of comics. I, you know, and I'm not a comic person, so I didn't really, I didn't look through any of them. But there was a lot of aisles of comics. Yeah, yeah. That was a great weekend, man. I'm proud of you. I'm glad it went great for you. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, we hope to see you guys next week. Peace. Pro Wrestling Heads would like to thank our partners. Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Rue Psychedelics. And our sponsors. Brain Jerk Entertainment. Jayquist Photography. Welcome to the new beginning.